So we're, uh, for the next few weeks on Sunday evening, is going to do something uh, a little bit different. Actually, we have one more sermon for the His Words series that will have to happen on Sunday night. But other than that, on Sunday evenings for the next few weeks, we are going to be kind of looking at what we do here at Oldham Lane from a ministry standpoint. We're going to be looking at, like tonight, involvement outreach. Uh, Sam Dominguez is going to join us to talk about education within the church. Um, Forrest McCann is going to be with me to talk about preaching in the church. And of course, Blake is going to be with me to talk about youth ministry. I think this is important, kind of like the shepherd talk, where it gives you some insight into the heart of our shepherds. I want you to kind of know what goes on, if you don't already, within our ministries here at Oldham Lane. And, you know, it's kind of a, a running joke that Everybody knows what Chris does. He's the preaching minister. Everybody knows what Blake does. He's the youth minister. Jake, what do you do? You know, <laughs> what is involvement and outreach? What does that mean? What do you do? And, uh, you know, so that's, I think it's a good reason to have him up here and talk a little bit about what he strives to do in his ministry, but also how you can be involved in helping with this as well. Because as Jake's going to talk about, uh, a lot of this has to do with delegation, right? I mean, a lot of it has to do with finding people and plugging them in. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the I would the way I would try to summarize my role is um, it's it does ha it is perhaps more more broad than preaching or youth ministry although theirs are not as simple as that title might suggest. There's more to it, um, but there are certain areas um, that I work with that might be more core areas, such as uh, new members, new Christians. Uh, our adult ed, our small groups, there's some programming as well and events and things like that. But ultimately, big picture, it is about uh, how do we get all, all our folks engaged? How do we reach uh, outside of our, our group, our congregation here, uh, bring in new folks? When those new folks come in, what do we do with them? How do we help mature the saints? So um, it's a, it's, really both outreach and, uh, you know, involvement within, and uh, it, and a church needs everybody involved, and so one person can't do it. It's not my job to do all the work. It's my job um, partly, and certainly there's deacons involved. There's a lot of other people involved, but to help get folks engaged, active, involved, and to help us grow, and really the logo that you see, that, that theme that we, that we, uh, point to that we put in front of us all the time, make and grow disciples, everything really is about that. So we're not trying to create busy work. We're not trying to just have a bunch of stuff going on and for you to just have something to do. That's not what being a Christian or being a church is about. Uh, it's about you being engaged in the life, uh, the, the work of the Lord and what God would have his church to do. Here, we're talking about the work that God would have us to do at Oldham Lane. Yeah, when I was coaching, I, I never wanted to do drills just for the sake of drills. I didn't like that. Every drill we did, if we even did many drills, was designed towards the purpose uh, of winning a game, right? And so when it comes to involvement and outreach, you just said it. We're not trying to keep plates spinning. We're not trying to just offer a bunch of programming so that everybody can have some, something to do, but it all relates back to our number one purpose. And I think that's what 
kind of sets us apart. I, I think we have a really good identity here, and it's on the front of that bulletin. When you walk in, you pick up that bulletin, you know our identity right off the bat, make and grow disciples. And so everything that you're trying to do relates to that. Everything that we're all trying to do really relates to that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, we, th- there's, there's something that uh, we talk about when it comes to uh, community. And if you're, if you've ever been somewhere else and old, you hadn't been only at Oldham Lane all your life, uh, then you've experienced church community somewhere else. Uh, one of the struggles that we have when we're new at a place and we've been somewhere else is we have seen great things, great ideas, um, great initiatives, all of that. And we come to a place that, uh, is not perfect. Can you believe that? <laughs> you know why it's not perfect, don't you? Because <laughs> I'm here and because you're here. So, but uh, this, and so we we all have this uh, this ideal community that we'd like to see. What can happen sometimes, and I think a lot of times we don't realize it, is we see uh, maybe lack, or uh, we we see where we'd like to see something better, or I wish we did this, or I wish. It was more like this, and I remember back so-and-so and and all that where we had that. And so we come to a community, and oftentimes we want it to already be fully customized and ready to go and just great, made to order, right? Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) But we don't see that in the Bible, and we don't see that, and we we know that's not reality. But sometimes without thinking about it, that can um, cause us to have disappointment, and we say, well, I might, you know, Look elsewhere. I don't understand this. Here's, here's the point I'd like to make. Instead of trying to find the perfect community, let's build the kind of community that, we, that we're looking for, the kind of community that we read about in the Bible, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, we see that kind of community that they had. So there's a difference between finding and building. You're never going to find that perfect community where everything is just perfect and there's no, there's no gaps, there's no flaws. Let's build it. Let's build. And, and that's what our pioneer folks who brought us over here and th- got this work started, that's what they were like. Build the community here. And, uh, and so everybody, see, has a role in that. No matter who you are, no matter what your status is or whatever, everybody has a role in helping make this the kind of community that we want it to be, that God would have us to be. Yeah, I really feel like that as ministers, um, our job at least my thinking on this has changed over the years. I used to think that it was my job to kind of make sure that everybody was towing the line and doing what they're supposed to do and all that, and you preach that from the pulpit, and that's not, that's not the role of a preacher. Uh, the role of any minister, I think, is, I think we're in the climate business. I think we're in the climate control business. I think we're trying to set an atmosphere or a climate for growth to happen. But we can't force any growth. We can't make anything happen. We can't make you do anything other than what you're doing right now. And so I think what you're saying is your role is to try to develop an atmosphere where people want to grow, want to get plugged in, want to do things, mm-hmm. and to make this the best that it can be. Because like you said, I, I mean, there's always gaps. There's always holes. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, we tend to focus on those. Yeah. And we tend to really single those out and say, well, why aren't we doing this? Or why? Yeah, but we're doing a lot of other good things as well. Yeah. We need somebody to champion that cause. Why don't you do that, right? Well, here, one of the things we've started saying in our new member, new Christian class, uh, is it, instead of pointing a finger, raise a hand. Now, what, what's the difference there? We can point fingers all day long, right, and find gaps, flaws, area, and, and, and there's, there's a place for that. Say, hey, 
you know, we're, we're missing something here. We've, we've overlooked that, or we haven't done as good of a job here. So there's a, there's a point to that. But it's some, somebody's got to raise their hand and say, hey, can I help with that? Does that make sense? I, I want to help make this better. I, I want to help us uh, uh, fix this. I, I want to help serve in this area where, where, we're, where, where there's a gap here. There's a service gap, you might say, in social services. Uh, and so we need people, and we have a lot of people that are like this. This really is a part of our culture here, and that comes from our, I call them the pioneers that brought us over. That, that's who they were from the beginning. They were, they were put their hand behind the plow kind of folks, and that's, that's a part of who we are, and, and we never want to lose that here. So when we talk about that, to me, I'm saying I, the way I see that and mean that is that's who we are from the beginning. I never want us to lose it. And so the more people you get, and over time, it's easy to think what? Oh, someone else will get it. So-and-so will do that. Or they don't, I don't think they need me. I think somebody does. Well, how do you know? You raise your hand. Hey, I'm willing. And the people that raise their hand are the ones, are the ones that find themselves quickly and easily involved in things. Um, the folks that, that don't, and I don't, I don't mean this in a negative way, but, you know, if you, if you don't let somebody know that you want to help and do something and need something to do, then how is anybody going to know? Does that make sense? And so help people know. Now, here's another thing is... Sometimes I have an idea, me being just member in general, so I have an idea, and that means we should do my idea. And see, we have to realize that's just, that's just not even possible. Everybody has an idea, and so all of a sudden everybody gets to do whatever their idea is. Again, we're, we want to be pointed towards make and grow disciples. And your thing may be the right thing that we need, but maybe we need to do it next year. Maybe we're not ready for it yet, or maybe we've been needing to do it, and you're just the right person to do it. And see, that's another thing is, is uh, what if you're here to do that thing? What if that's why you're here at this congregation? Because that thing is lacking or missing, and you're sitting there wondering. I mean, we've seen this in, in, in members before. I've seen it, you know, even before being here where that person didn't realize they were here to do that, and then they're not here anymore. And that's an exciting thing to know, that there's something that's for you here. Now, at the same time, sometimes we need to do that thing that maybe, not be what, maybe is not what we want to do. But we need to serve. We're asked to serve in a particular thing that maybe I'm uninterested in it. Maybe it's boring. But you do that, and you'll be able to do that probably, but be faithful in that which is least. Be willing to do the, the, the small things, the little things. And, uh, and then when we, do, when we have that kind of work ethic and attitude, which we really is a part of our culture, it makes a difference. We have this mentality in the church in general. I'm not focused right here at Oldham Lane at the moment. But in general, this idea that, well, they're the paid person to do that. They handle that. And there's no way that the paid personnel can handle everything that uh, is put on their plate. And so delegation is a huge aspect to ministry. Plus, it's biblical, right? I mean, nowhere do you find in the Bible where, you know, you just sit and do absolutely nothing. I mean, to be involved, to do the work of the church, to be a movement like we're, like we're talking about, I mean, 
everybody's got to be on board and everybody's got to be reading from the same script and uh, on the same team working towards the same common goal, right? And yeah, yeah. well, this really you know, brings in the role of deacons. We have, we have some wonderful men serving as deacons or wives serve alongside them. You might not be a, a deacon over an area, but you're what we kind of refer to as a ministry leader over a certain area, and you're, you're in some way over a thing or you lead a thing. We've got the women's uh, ministry. We've got uh, the, the women's Bible class, you know, multiple different areas of nursery, those kinds of things. So I'm talking about all of those areas where there's, there's leadership involved in some way. Um, and all of us in those areas have to think about how can I enlist... How can I get more people involved, of those that, that have an interest in, 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 my, in a talent in my area, how can I grow my ministry? See, that's what we have to think. So, so uh, I'll pick on Steve. Steve said his name was, what his name was a different Yeah, name. we pick on him too much. So he, <laughs> he didn't want to be Steve. He said he was some other Fred guy, or Fred or something tonight. So Fred, who's the deacon over media in the back, I'll pick on him because I know he doesn't mind us using him as an example. But uh, so Steve's job, his ministry isn't flip some switches and turn on some, some, a projector and, and make sure somebody pushes the PowerPoint slide. That is not his job. His job is not sound and audio. His job is to help facilitate our study and our worship. You see the difference? And so the function of his is maybe some switches and, and knobs and and lights and things like that. But what he's doing is helping us have study and worship in here or wherever we are in the building. It goes online. It goes all over the world. Do you see the importance of that? So can Steve do that all by himself? No. And so he's got a team of guys. Uh, and so his job is to know how all that works and then to enlist people to grow his ministry to do the work that we need to do here. Because we're not done yet with the work that we have to do here. So his job is to get more people involved to do the work that needs to be done, to train them, to watch them. His job is not to do it all himself. And so when we think, and, and some of it is we feel a responsibility. Um, we, some of our elders, if not all of them, have been deacons before. So you can imagine being that, that hands-on working deacon transitioning into a shepherd pastoral role and you're no longer hands-on doing the task work that you've been doing and you've got to sit back sometimes when you're happy to jump in and do it and you've got to let them do it but you they also feel the responsibility of the thing and so sometimes when we feel when we're the person in charge so to speak you feel the responsibility of it you feel like well uh, no one else knows how to do it like I do, or I need to get it done, when really that's just kind of secular thinking. That's not a bad thing, but in the church we have to think differently. So our job in the church is not, I feel responsible, i got to make sure that gets done. What if you got somebody else to do that thing? And, and you think, well, nobody, that, that's so small, that's boring, nobody wants to do that. How do you know? Did you ask everybody? There is somebody who would love to do that thing because they're looking for something to do. And guess what that does? That takes it off of your plate for having to physically do it. And now you're working with them and they're taking care of that. And you've enlisted another person and grown your ministry. The first time that I let Zane mow the yard, uh, yeah. that, was, that was a little touch and go. Uh, 
Wasn't real excited about that. I'm a yard guy. I like to mow the yard. I, I know how I want it. And I, I, I try to make it immaculate. So to let Zane do it and, and maybe not do it as well um, that first time or two, but how's he going to learn if I don't turn him loose, if I don't let him? He needs to probably even fail a couple of times in doing, although you didn't fail badly. I mean, you did really well. I was running over the cat. I mean, that wasn't good. But, uh, There's you more know, cats. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, being able to say, I'm going to turn loose of this and let somebody yeah. else take it. And yeah. uh, because you know how you do it, you know yeah. you do it well, but you use Fall Festival as an example of that. As you say yourself, I'm, I'm not speaking for, you know, right, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not pointing at you, but you no, say it yourself. an example we talked about, yeah. You say it yourself that you're not real creative. And so you have yeah. to employ creative people. Right, yeah. We're, we're all, cre you're, you're not either not creative or creative. You're, you're creative in certain areas or fields. And so Fall Festival is not one that I feel very creative in. And so when you see Fall Festival and you think, wow, this was fun, this was great, look at all, that wasn't me, that, that was the other people involved in pulling that together and the ideas who were creative and doing all that for, I mean, ever since it started back when Bradley and Wanda were here. So, um, that, so that's an example of you've got to bring other people in, and this is an area I've got to get better and better at, because I think for the areas that I work with, the way I've looked at, I kind of charted them across a page and said, what I've got to do is I've got to be more intentional about getting somebody or, or pe people or person or people over each one of those areas, and, and not forever, at least temporarily, they can change out, who they will do that thing. And then they will bring others on to do that ministry and fall festival being a good example. One of the things we started this year with adult ed was an adult ed team. Of, of uh, We brought some guys together who love adult education, Christian education, and have experience in that and wisdom in that uh, to help us do better. And so we're always trying to look for what's the next thing, what's better in how we do what we do. You talk about being a, I've heard you say this before, the difference in being a leader and uh, like a manager? Or, yeah. I mean, is that how you... Yeah, if, if you remember at the at circuses or you've seen this on stage, like comedy or magic, where they have all the poles in the ground and they're spinning the plates. You've seen that? You've seen those guys that can just keep, they'll have a dozen plates spinning. Well, what happens inevitably? What starts happening? They've got tons of plates over here because they start falling off and and breaking, right? And they keep putting new plates on, and the goal is to keep all these plates spinning. Now, there's a place for, you always need people who can keep putting those plates on and keeping them spinning, but in the church, of course, it's not just about that. There's a bigger thing we're about, but being a, a minister over an area, a ministry leader, a deacon, whatever, your job is not to keep plates spinning. And so when we think about that, then you're always going to be burnt out. You're always going to be exhausted. You're always going to be frustrated because it's, it never stops. But the but difference between a manager and a leader or someone who's spinning plates and someone who's leading that ministry is they're bringing more and more people on. And so now maybe there's one person per plate to keep it spinning or something. So maybe that illustration will be helpful for folks that are over those areas, and then also to, you know, one day it might be you. It may, may not be you today, but, but uh, you may look up and you may be the one over, over a particular ministry and uh, needing to enlist people. Uh, and, and so when we have new, new members come in and new Christians, 
We want them to fill out their new member packet and opportunity for service because everybody loves paperwork, right? <laughs> you can't get enough paperwork. Sometimes people ask, can you make this longer? And uh, we're working on it. But what that does is that helps us know what is it people would like to do. And so that gets turned into the deacon or deacons or all the right people. And now what's supposed to happen next? What we're supposed to do is if that gets turned in and Vic wants to work in, in my area, then my job is to get in touch with Vic and say, Brother Vic, thank you so much for wanting to work in my area. Let's talk about that. Let's get together and talk about that. Okay, so that's a gap that, we need, that we're working on, that we're improving on, because there, things are going to fall through the cracks. We've got to give, we've got to be patient and long-suffering. And if, and if somebody turned one in and think, well, I hadn't heard back. That's been a little while. Well, guess what you ought to do? Hey, I, you know, I turned that in. I hadn't heard back. Can you help me with that? Absolutely. We'll get right on it. See, so, but if I'm over an area and somebody turns something in and I'm, I'm only thinking about keeping the plate spinning and I'm getting more and more people that want to serve in my area, I'm thinking, well, I can't use them. I don't have any, I'm just trying to keep going what I've got going. Instead, I need to be thinking, how can I expand what I'm doing? I've got more people that want to do this. How can I, what can we do? Maybe I need to get these people together and maybe they see some things that we need to be doing that I don't see. You see how that can work? And that's a shift in our thinking and it creates this culture of putting people to work, getting people involved in the mission and the work of the church. Yeah, it's a really a paradigm shift in the way you think about even setting up chairs or tables for a fellowship meal is it all goes back towards making yeah. and growing disciples. You know, we're yeah. doing this, not just to set up chairs, but so that we can have fellowship, so that we maybe can invite a new family that's visiting over, so that we can talk to them during the meal. I mean, thinking big picture always, uh, but it all starts with when you walk through that door yeah. and the culture that we, that we set, that we maintain, and you call it a say hello culture, right? Yeah, that, that's something that we've also started talking about in our new member, new Christian class, and that is, you can say hello. It, it, and, 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 what, and, this, and again, this is part of who we are at our roots, but we don't want to lose this. We want to keep this going and build this more and more. And, and you may not know the person. They may be older than you. They may be younger than you. No matter what, you can say hello to them. You see that? And so if we can have a say hello culture. So if the greeter isn't there or if only the greeter said hello and they got, or they got by and, and somebody didn't say hello to them at the door, they get in, they're not going to get very far without somebody say, saying hello to them. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have to meet people, but you may be, you know how that happens sometimes. Uh, you're, you're, you're rushing by, you've got your ch little children with you or you've got to get to a meet or what, whatever. You can't stop and meet every single person that you see, visitor or, or someone you don't know. We understand that. But you can say hello, you see? You can say hello. So if you're, whether it's young adult group, you can say hello to somebody who's got gray hair. Gray hair, you can say hello to somebody who's toting around three little kids. Or no hair. Or no hair, that's right. Either that'd be young or old, there's <laughs> some of both. So uh, that say hello culture, and that says a whole lot. There's a whole lot more to it than that. Does that make sense? But it means we speak to one another. We engage with one another, okay? You don't have to be scared of the youth. You know, I know Landon, he's got, <laughs> got that great looking hair. You don't have to be scared. He's a nice guy. You don't have to be scared of the youth. I'm picking on Landon. But listen, these, these, our youth are great. 
Uh, so, and, and our, our, our older folks here are wonderful too, but let's, let's have a culture of saying, now, here's, here's another thing that we hear is, well, I don't know if, how many of you have been in this situation? I don't know if they're a visitor or if they've been a member and I haven't met them. How many of you ever felt that and the fear of, oh, <laughs> the, hi, do you go here or are you visiting? You know, and you've probably said, I'm so-and-so, are you visiting? And they'd say, no, I've been here for 10 years and you <laughs> hadn't met them. Okay. Guess what? That's okay. That's okay. All right. That's totally okay. If, if, if you're the member and somebody met you and they thought you were a, a, a visitor, you're not going to be upset with them. You're going to be glad they came over and met you. And you're probably thinking, oh, I've been wanting to meet you too. I'd like to get to know them as well. So don't, don't let that bother you. If you don't know them, go meet them. If you're passing them in the hall or whatever, you can say hello. So we want to we just keep perpetuating that and building on that. Our big thing is making and growing disciples, and that involves at some point taking off the bib and putting on an apron. There is a sense in which you always keep the bib on because you're always learning, you're always ingesting truth and, and things like that, but at some point you're growing to where you roll up your sleeves and you get to work for the kingdom because that's biblical, that's what we should all be seeking That's what to we're do. about, yeah. That's what we should be yeah. about. So that's, that's really the mission here, and that's your mission. It's all of our our mission, but in involvement outreach, that's what you're seeking to do is to plug people in into the mission so that we can accomplish here what we're trying to accomplish. Right? Yeah, and, and this is an absolutely wonderful place, and the, the folks here, Oldham Lane is a special, special place, uh, and I'm just, I, I think of Oldham Lane as still that, that diamond yet to be discovered by so many people uh, in, this, in this whole area, and as being more discovered by more and more folks. This is a special place full of sweet, hardworking, loving, sincere uh, Christian people. Uh, but we want to perpetuate this, and, and the work is never over. You see, and that, that's one of the things we're, we're meaning when we say these things is the work is never over. There's always more to do, uh, more folks, uh, and, and we want to grow the work. I mean, we're, the, the TV program, our, our live stream, uh, so many of the things that we do, and that's not just the things that Chris does, but the efforts that we do uh, are known all over. And our, our, I know our sermons are used all over the country in different ways, and, and folks that are homebound. And so the, 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 the work and the reach that Oldham Lane has is, is really amazing. It's amazing to me. We don't always realize that when we're just coming here throughout the week. But uh, this is a special place, and I thank God for the Oldham Lane congregation. Yeah. Thank you, Jake, thank for you. sharing your ministry with us. And if you have any questions, you can talk to Jake or myself or whoever. But uh, you're, the, you're the point man on getting plugged in, getting them involved. Let's, uh, let's have a prayer, uh, and then we'll offer an invitation. David will lead us in a song, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day that we've had to be here to worship you we thank you so much for Jake and for his family and for the work that he does here for us here at Oldham Lane and for you in the kingdom. We pray, God, that we will all seek to be workers for you, that we will all seek to plug in and to reach out to those around us and help to grow your church, grow your kingdom. We are so blessed, Lord, to be your children. May we always be uh, seeking to make and grow disciples. It's in your son's precious name we pray. Amen. Well, we come to the end of another Sunday, at least, you know, as our time together, and so we want to offer an invitation. If anyone has a need, if you need the prayers of this church family, um, you know.
you know, maybe you'd like to study the Bible with someone or, you know, perhaps you've been studying the Bible with someone and you're, you're ready to make that decision to put on Christ in baptism. Certainly, we want to take care of that tonight. We want to help you in any way we can. Uh, we say it every week, don't leave here tonight without being right with God. Let us help you. So come as we stand and as we sing.